Hello and welcome to a podcast with Subhash Chaudhary. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a conversation with a mentor for IIT startups. Uh, IITs or Indian Institute of Technology are the crown jewel of academic institutions and engineering and technology in India. And uh, IITians are world leaders and are creating waves in Silicon Valley. You know, this great opportunity to meet uh, Subhash Chaudhary, a mentor of uh, IIT Startups cohort number four, and where I uh, interacted with him, where 12 IIT founders were pitching their startups and multiple spaces, B2B, uh, healthcare, HR tech, uh, wellness, and more. So uh, welcome, Subhash. Thank you. Uh, thanks for that great introduction and all the good things you said about IITs. Tricky one, but I think I'll still ask it. Uh, structure, the way the structure is set up is, uh, you know, they're all different types of startups, right? They're just awesome, great. So, um, if we, if we. Do you have like uh, different tiers or and uh, Subhash, what is your experience with IIT startups? What are IIT startups uh, in Bay Area all about? Uh, can you please give a brief introduction? Sure. So, yeah, so the IITNs and IIT startups started with uh, a very simple idea that there are a lot of these IITNs who want to do startups, right? Like all Indians. <laughs> so what happens is the IITNs in a, in a diff, they're very academically strong. They're very technically competent, mm -hmm. uh, worked so successfully in many companies. But I think they lack certain skills in uh, in building a big business, right? Wow. So we want more of them successful than the few that we all are proud of, mm -hmm. but see that scale a hundred times more. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why we wanted to get the IIT startups more managed, more coached, and rather than just going to the hundreds of incubators and then uh, also want to increase the success rate of these startups. You know how startups fail and all that stuff. Yes. But we want to make sure that the success rate of IITNs doing startups goes up by a factor of 10 or 20. Okay, fantastic. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on such a great initiative and I'm sure it is a high impact initiative. Can you please uh, tell me a little bit about the success rate which you just mentioned? What is it like with IIT startup founders? Okay, so this was the fourth cohort. So when we started with the first one, uh, we were all kind of put a structure together. Okay, yeah. so when we do this, it's a very different approach to supporting startups. Well, unlike the incubators and all the things that you know in the Valley, uh, this is uh, uniquely different in the sense, we got successful IIT entrepreneurs who have been successful during their time, so there's no monetary benefit, there is no egos, you could be a billionaire and still be a mentor, mentor. Uh, you're treated the same way as anybody else. So there's no special treatment because you're a star in, in the valley or something. <laughs> so, so what happens is it's really uh, those people volunteering their time to help and coach somebody in a direct manner rather than 
you know, superlative, you know, great presentation, or, you know, that, that kind of superficial stuff. The good thing with IITNs is you can get direct feedback. Awesome. Okay? Not mm -hmm. taken in a negative way because uh, there's a certain camaraderie behind that, right? Yeah. So that is the unique difference that makes IIT startups and the volunteers, the coaches, the mentors all different in getting that feedback and that support ecosystem going. Awesome. Awesome. Great. So um, if we, if we uh, divide this IIT startup organization into different um, uh, parts or different hierarchies, what is the structure like? Do you have like uh, different tiers or different groups like for strategy? Structure, the way the structure is set up is, uh, you know, they're all different types of startups, right? They're just idea at the idea level. Yes. Uh, somebody's just got an idea and they're trying to build a company. So from that idea, there are some that have already got a team going, mm -hmm. uh, some that have, uh, you know, already raised money, seed money. Um, so they're all different stages. So we welcome any one of them, right? It's not we are restricting anything. The only condition that we've had was that uh, you have to have an IITN as a founder or co-founder. Okay. Okay. And suppose there is a company that comes in and says, hey, look, I, I'd love to be part of this. I know a lot of IIT. And then we say, look, why don't you get one of the IITNs as a founder, co-founder, as part of your team, then you qualify. So that was the only base level qualification required. Okay. Then they go through a screening process. Yes. Sorry? Sorry? They go through a screening process. And uh, can you uh, describe a little bit about uh, screening? It seems like uh, it's very, very uh, difficult to get through. <laughs> Um. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> everybody who has an idea doesn't need to, is not ready for, you know, prime time, right? So yes. just an idea doesn't mean you've got a solution going, uh, ready to be funded. So, so what happens is we take uh, from a lot of applicants, um, we, at the end of a court, we suggest that people apply and we do some readiness assessment, right? So, like I said, you know, first of all, uh, do you have a viable idea, you know? And, and since we can, uh, there are people who are looking at this who are qualified, who have previous experience, we can make a good determination whether you even are ready for this, right? Okay. There's no point flogging something that uh, you don't even have an idea and you're still thinking. That's like, hey, we're not here to come up with an idea for you. If you are, we'll help you go forward, but we're not going to give you the original idea. Okay. Right? Okay. That you have to come to the table with. So that's the, you know, so first IITN is a co-founder, founder, then a viable idea. And then from there, we will take it. Uh, we don't reject somebody just because, uh, you know, they don't have a team or anything yet. But if I get 20, 25, 30 people and you don't even have a team and you're just thinking at idea level, then we'll tell you why don't you come back in the next cohort and you work with us, but you're not ready for this one. So, you know, so that's the base level. Okay, that's great. So that means uh, people have a chance to come back and I really like that. They have a right. chance to come back and see the screening and the screening ground actually acts like a guiding post for them. They know yes. what they need to work on. Right. And then we, we also, you know, depending on, uh, you know, the right match, uh, we can also provide if there is a mentor, uh, not coaches, coaches are pretty much in demand and, and they're very qualified to do certain things. Mentors, at least we can say, why don't you work with this guy and come back in three months once you have, uh, you know, thought about it better and you've gone to the little further ahead. Awesome. So, 
get access to uh, mentors who have expertise in that area who previously have done stuff. Awesome. So, so there's some guidance there and it's not rejecting anybody uh, outright. So I like this. This is like a ecosystem of partners, you know, it's, yes. uh, and it is not for profit. It's, uh, it's more like, uh, uh, I think this is very much like Thai, uh, like a Thai ecosystem, uh, the Indus Entrepreneur. Uh, they have a mentor connect uh, facility uh, as well, but then you're totally focused on IITs, IITs. And I think this is very high quality talent you're dealing with. Because uh, IIT, as a, uh, you know, they have very high bar or standards. It's they're completely no nonsense, you know. Right. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I look at it is the, you know, even even if you look at Thai, when we started Thai originally, the majority of them were IITs. <laughs> ah, okay. You were you were part of uh, Thai for, during the initial phase, were you? Right. So when Thai started, we've been in the valley for nearly thirty-five plus years, right? Ah, okay. Thai started. Uh, if you look at the original founders, were all I well, I wouldn't say all, most of them were IITs. Right? I see, I see. And uh, so, you, mm -hmm. go ahead, Kamal and all these guys, you know, the, the all the yeah, famous, yeah, Kamal Ricky, yeah, all mm -hmm. IITs, right? Awesome. So, uh, so, so you know, so the so taking further one step forward, there's a subtle difference between this is we want IITs to give back, oh. right? Mm. We got a free education. Mm -hmm. in India, right? Mm -hmm. Hardly cost anything in those days, right? And so we are trying to promote the culture of giving back. So pay forward, that kind of a thing is do something versus, you know, you got all this benefit, uh, wanting to help other IITians and help India in a little way, uh, in any way you can. So that that's really that's a subtle difference between Thai and uh, and IITN. Okay, mm -hmm. so great. So um, you know, I kind of got an uh, understanding of your screening process, also a part of how you're organized. Uh, I want to now ask, um, what is it uh, that you learned from the cohort four? You've had four cohorts. I'm guessing cohort four is like the most experienced uh, in terms of mentorship. Uh, I, I saw there were 12 startups. What were some of the learnings you uh, found from you know, coaching and mentoring this cohort? Well, um, so it's just not this cohort, right? So remember, we did four of them, right? Sure. The, so the, I also need to distinguish between coaches and mentors, right? Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> so okay. mentors have some knowledge about the subject area and domain. Yes. Right? Yes. Not necessarily uh, have all the coaching skills. Some right. people are good mentors, but they're not good coaches. Okay. Uh, uh, some people are good volunteers and some people should not volunteer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, okay. I see. So IIT has very high bars of expect, uh, ex acceptance. I, I see that. I see that even here, which is great. So, right. um, so how do you differentiate coaching? Coaching is more executional. It is more uh, regular. Is that what it is? Or is it more? So what happens is mentors, uh, again, I'm, I'm just drawing some fine lines uh, between these. So for example, there were three of us who were coaches, you know, Sudhir, Nyani, uh, and myself were coaches, right? And then we have like 20, 30, 40 mentors uh, who okay. help 
with various expertise with working with a startup mm -hmm. on one basis. Like somebody right. may have good marketing skills. Right. Somebody may have good domain expertise and networks. Somebody may have AI skills, right? Right. So you got that uh, very little focused attention. So what happens is the entrepreneur gets access to that knowledge. Right. right? Now, as a coach, the goal is not only should you have had previous startup experience and exits and all of that stuff, which all of mm. us had, mm. we look at uh, an entrepreneur and see across the functionality, right? Okay. Your, uh, your go-to-market, your product fit, all of that, your presentation skill, the wording, I mean, right down to how you, you know, when you know so much and you bring it down to one sentence per slide, that's a very difficult job. It's very difficult. <laughs> not be able to do it. Right, yeah. mentor will give you a lot of technical, and you can get a lot of technical, uh, you know, uh, kumbaya <laughs> between the two yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Still don't know how to present. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what coaches help with. Right. Okay. So, so I've had the fortunate pleasure of getting all the hard ones. <laughs> the other two guys don't want to take. So they're like, "Smash, that's yours," because this guy needs a lot of work. Right. So, so that's really where the coaches come in to catch all uh, from presentation, idea, go to market, funding, how to talk, how to present, how to uh, wordsmith their uh, presentation content, all of that. That's a fundamental difference. Wow. So since you're a serial entrepreneur and uh, you have uh, been in senior executive positions, what are some of the things you can uh, tell uh, future IITians who want to join IIT startups? What are the things they can work on? Like top three things they can work on based on your experience. Like you keep seeing um, all the time and you're tired of teaching. Are there any top three things you want to tell them when, before yeah, they no. Yeah, this is the, I, mean, I think the hardest thing for IITians, uh, at least the previous uh, batches, it's getting better now, uh, is presentation and communication skills, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> not good at that. Okay? Yes, yes. Uh, that's a, it's a very, I mean, the more you question them, the more detailed they get, right? Yes. <laughs> books, right? So you, you basically, you know, every question gets more and more into bits and bytes, not yes. go higher and higher, right? Yes, yes. Fundamental, it's not, uh, that, that's what I call the communication presentation skills. Uh -huh. and, and while you're sitting in the audience, you wonder, hey man, that guy didn't say anything useful or anything valuable, but he's getting funded, right? So <laughs> this, that with no idea, what is the difference? He was able to communicate something so simple, right? That people understood and they see it as value, whereas your stuff, nobody understands, right? Yes. So I, Lots of examples, all the way from biological, pathological, all kinds of solutions, AI, everything that uh, we looked at. And, you know, uh, I don't want to single out anyone, but when they started, only somebody who did a PhD in that particular subject would know what he's talking about. Yeah. More and the least of all of it, <laughs> you would have no clue what this guy said. So, so that's the number one issue, is the presentation uh, skill. Presentation skills is being able to say it succinctly in thing, in words that uh, an investor can understand. Mm, mm, oh. Investors have, in my opinion, uh, a little, very short attention span. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, especially the, the, the communities you're dealing with. Yes. What happens is 
they see a hundred pitches a day. Yeah. So things sounds the same to them. Yeah. Some, so, so whatever you have to communicate has to be done effectively in a very short time with the yeah. right words. Yeah. That is the most probably the, the basic thing that the coaches deal with. Wow. Is, you're not making any sense. Your thing doesn't even, you know, what you said and what you're trying to convey are not same, right? So that's really the, uh, the two things I would say uh, every entrepreneur on the IITN side has to build up on. And that's really what we coach them. So when, let's say for the cohort five, uh, there are some IIT founders. Now, if they come with, they take your advice from this podcast and they come prepared, they have better chances of getting screened because I know many startup supply and only 12 got screened, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, actually, you know, the, so this is, you know, since these guys are smart, it doesn't mean just because good, good presentation communication skill, uh, we don't say that you get a, you get a pass, you know, no, you got to have substance after that. So you, you can pull a fast one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. So, I get that. so there's depth of knowledge and uh, yes. uh, uh, great tools for communication, great way of communication as well. And presentation, yeah. of course, communication yeah. and presentation, there's two different, but you're saying first problem is presentation. Second is communication. I totally yes. get it. I, I spoke to many IT startup owners and they're very structured in their head and they talk according to the structure in their head and they totally forget who the, where the audience is coming from. So I totally get it. Um, so um, my next question is, um, uh, how do you advise them about this bootstrapping or approaching angel investors or venture capitalists? You know, the different categories uh, or, you know, uh, self-fund or, you know, how do you, how do you tell them that? Because I know as part of coaching, you do talk to them about this. What are some of the things you can advise startup founders? Yeah, this is, this is actually the, the most probably the toughest uh, thing. Toughest to, one. <laughs> again, it goes back to why we see the coaches have, uh, have to deal with this, right? Yeah. So, uh, not, not everybody is fundable. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, we just have, and that, that's a, you know, you have to let somebody know that at this stage, you're not fundable. Mm. So what are your options, right? Yeah. So each case, uh, see, th there are so many differences, right? One is the individual himself or herself, because it's both, right? So it's not, uh, so we have to look at the individual. Um, and this gets into the coach having to understand the individual better, okay? Mm. Uh, See what really will uh, will help that particular individual. Some people are not. Uh, so you know, the worst the worst is they're not coachable. Okay. They're not coachable. Yes. Uh, you know, especially if you're very strong-headed, and there are a lot of them. Okay. So it's 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 not yeah. just ideas. So yeah. you, you have to first see whether the person is coachable, right? Uh, yeah. So if they have so strong views and ideas, if they're not going to listen. Yeah. They, it becomes a problem. So there's nothing, you know, that's why I said the tough cases come to me. <laughs> the other two guys passed this guy's not coachable. You, Subhash, you look into him. <laughs> that's hard. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so at that point then, um, so what comes down to is as a coach, you have to look at and talk to the individual to tell them, here is his problems, right? Unless he addresses that, he's not going to be fundable. Mm. 
So first he has to be coachable. Yeah. Even listen to me, then what's the point? I mean, there's no point. There's no way he's going to get through because the other two have already rejected him. So, so it's like so you have to talk to the individual. That's a very fundamental part of uh, getting a person ready to for the industry and investors. Is right. that you have to be open to taking inputs. Right. That's one. Then comes the next step. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where are you? What's your personal condition? What's your background? Uh, you know, can you afford it? What's your family situation? All of that stuff is factors into that discussion. You know, are you a fresh IIT graduate with a great idea just from IIT and you're here? Yeah. Uh, the approach to how to deal with that is very different than a guy who's coming out of Apple, Google, or Microsoft, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, or IBM. I mean, so each one, all four categories are different. The guy coming from IBM, for example, requires a different level of coaching. Yeah. yeah. He has a billion dollar business in IBM, but he is not ready to be funded in the real world. Right? Mm -hmm. Explain that to a guy who's done a billion dollar business and thinks, you know, he's ready. Uh, the answer is most probably no. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, the, the whole spectrum goes across the industry and where you are, your personal, you know, frame, family, situation, experience, knowledge, uh, all that is what goes into how to prepare the candidate. Uh, I kind of like that opinion. And, and you have proof. Uh, you, I, well, you know, I come from an Apple type mindset, right? <laughs> so, which is very different. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to get into it, but it's, it is very, what, what, you know, when people say, what's the difference, you know, in innovation and all that, uh, the Apple mindset is very different than any other industry or any other success in, in the world, right? And so, why, why do you say that? Uh, well, you, um, so this goes back to these words we use, right? So there are innovators, there are imitators, there are opportunists, right? And, you know, like this, uh, there are, you know, then there are technologists. Right, and then there are visionaries. So each one is very different. Visionaries usually don't deliver hmm. anything. They yeah. have visions, right? So at one time, if somebody called a visionary, I would consider that an insult. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, uh, so you have to understand the meaning behind it. So innovators are the ones who don't go and work in frameworks, right? Mm -hmm. Ask for input on. You know, nobody went and asked the industry, should we build an iPhone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas there are big companies that will take exactly what you built and keep copying it. And, you know, in the next 30 years, they kind of get somewhere close to it. Those are the imitators. And there are a lot of big successful companies. That mm -hmm. business model works very successfully for a lot of companies, right? Mm -hmm. There are technologists who build technology and then they can never take it to market. So yeah. absolutely wonderful, good technology, but never gets to the real world, right? Yeah. And there are opportunists, right? Who know a shortfall in a particular product line, yeah. right? They go build that and sell it back to that company. There's one company in the, in the Valley that has, you know, acquired 30 different companies like that and succeeded until today, till the innovation ran out. And wow. now they're in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So they are no longer a factor. 
Okay, this is nice. I like this framework. Innovators, visionaries, technologists, imitators, opportunists. Isn't that a, a really good framework? I like that. <laughs> you know, this goes back to the individuals, right? If you're an entrepreneur, yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to understand the context, right? Is this yeah. guy visionary? That means he needs a team that will execute on delivery. Yeah, yeah right? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If he's an innovator, then the same thing, you know, what will it take that innovation? Is it relevant? When will it happen? Is it 10 years out, 15 years out? Right. Uh, yes. So each individual, th this is a level that this is what I'm saying. It's not when you asked a question, what advice you give, it depends on the individual, their background. You have to understand all of that. That's what a coach does, right? Yeah. Whereas people tell me, hey, I'm in AI, I know how to do, uh, you know, cloud services. And if you're in that space, I'll help you. Then we pair up those individuals for that entrepreneur. But a coach has to go through all of this. Right? Yeah. And, I and I like that uh, you have uh, multiple coaches available at IIT startups who understand the IIT ecosystem very well. So you are very close to the heart of the person who is coming to the IIT startup group because you know, know the way they're educated, their family and uh, their personality and also their prospects in the valley. So. Oh, so yeah, that, that helps, and and we and we can be direct without you know if somebody else said the same thing to that individual, they most probably have a breakdown, right? <laughs> you know, it's like oh my god, he he told me this is useless, all that, right? So whereas if we said they understand that, hey, you know, this is not somebody saying it to be mean, but yeah. be a reality check. Awesome, awesome. So great. Now, uh, I have one follow-up question on the funding part. Uh, so do you uh, accept people who have already got funded and they're struggling through the phase of meeting the VCs or investors' um, expectations? Do you work with them? Yeah, yeah, with all of them. Like I said, there are people who already got funded. Uh, like you saw in cohort four, the guys already got funded. But uh, so we were prepping them for the next round, right? Uh -huh. If you're not, they yeah. ask for money. In, in Code 4, if you notice, there were like two companies that did not ask for any money. Right. That was one of the things that we helped them. It's like, hey, you always need money. You know, if once you take money, you need money. <laughs> okay, that's right, how it, right, right. Uh, so, uh, so what we were doing was prepping them for the next stage so that they can continuously learn how to communicate. And for that particular CEO, once he's got funded, his life changes. Right. So, so a funded company is very different than somebody who's not funded. Yes. Because have other people looking at you with a different perspective. Right. So you are as like a CEO coach here. From a founder coach, you became a CEO coach here. This is your transition. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it, like I said in the in the cohort, there are guys who are different levels, right? Now, for those people, um, guys get funded. We we kind of to help the CEO to figure out what expected of him going forward, right? There's a completely different expectation after you're funded. That is hard. <laughs> it's very hard, right? So for a person to step into that role, now to be blunt, what, what do you think happens in, this, in the investor's head the moment he starts funding? He wants scale, he wants profit. He wants to no, they even uh, they even go to more. The first question they think about is, should I get a CEO to replace this guy? <laughs> right. Be honest, 
right? Oh, okay. It's very fun as a, you know, this, the things are not said. This, this, this is a good thing about the IIT and stuff. We can tell this to the guy directly. Hey, look, if you don't step up, you're going to be replaced. Right, right, right. When a guy invests in you, he wants you to deliver. That's obvious. This is an obvious statement, right? Yeah. But go beyond that. What do you, so you have to step up to delivering and communicating that. Right. There are people who don't deliver anything and still look great. Hmm. 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 And lots, of, lots of examples in this, in this valley, right? Who delivered nothing, spent billions of dollars and still everybody loves that guy. Right? So, because, because they have great people skills and they're very uh, charismatic and they have great connections, I guess. Exactly. So, so what happens is, so this is the real world, right? So once you take funding, then the guy has to think about different sets of problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Pre-funding, post-funding. So personalities have to change. You have to step up and you have to start, you know, some of them, you have to tell them that you're not no longer the coder. You now are heading the company up or do you want to continue coding? Right? Yeah. You know. yeah. So then in that case, you have to be prepared to have somebody else step into it because it's very important that you deal with the other aspect to get the next round of funding. Right. So now you're dealing with team issues. Somebody who is strong on technology, you're making right. them work with uh, people and organization-centric people. Who will, yes. You know, so that's very yeah. hard. First of all, you give away your startup to uh, somebody, right. which, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. So how does that yeah, you have to be mentally prepared for all that, right? And most of these guys, that's when, you know, we've gone through situations where the guy feels very things like, I built this baby, I built all of those things, and it's very hard for them to let go. And then uh, we're trying to tell him, hey, look, either you decide you're a technology guy or you're a business guy. If you're going to be a business guy, you're not even, and then are you a business guy, yes or no? That also we can tell him, right? You're not, right? And it's not a one person's opinion. Uh, this is what I'm saying is you have to have some skills to assess these and it's just not my bias towards one or the other, right? right. So, so there's a lot of uh, empathy, knowledge, all that you have to deal with when you're dealing with individuals and helping them grow, right? Yeah. So, 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 so the way I see it is you, uh, as a coach, you are a big picture person, you know, the entire innovation landscape of a founder straight out of IIT and all the way uh, until he, you know, they pass the first round of funding and they're getting on to become a CEO from being a founder. This is a very big landscape, but you're also able to get into granularity of people issues, of technology issues, pitching a slide, a communicating with the right words. Oh my God. So this is like a big role. I don't know what, what kind of role this is. It's a, it's a coach, innovation coach. I think that's what you are. Yeah, it's, 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 that's why I said the coach is a catch-all, right? Yeah, it's a catch-all, that's the word, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah it's a catch-all for all of these things, emotional stuff. Including, yeah. um, and if, if and the coach should be good enough to know if he doesn't have certain skills, then to bring people in who know that. Right, right. right. So it shouldn't be like, I'm going to teach, uh, tell you how to do marketing when I don't know what it is, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, that's the value of this IIT ecosystem is if I feel that this guy really needs marketing help or something, then we can find the right person who has that marketing help and say, talk to this guy. Yeah, right? and from uh, what I know is IIT is such a big and powerful brand. Uh, other nationalities have a lot of respect for that. 
and uh, it attracts a lot of high quality meritocratic uh, talent that's what i I've, I've seen from my personal experience that's what i right. feel yeah so uh, uh, you use a very critical word i think is merit based yeah right? merit based yeah merit based so so it's whether the guy individually is smart or not what has done is the uh, the system has filtered people who i mean just basically that's the system that's have has worked right it's yeah. a filter and so people got through that system and so obviously when you're filtering such you know millions of people you end up with the high quality brain power right so it's not that the other people were not brainy but the filtration filtered these guys out so they purely came up on merit and the problem with that is they don't have these other skills they're right. not to game the system they're not street smart uh they're not crooked in their thinking it's very <laughs> be crooked i mean yeah. i i you know, sometimes wish i i want to be a crook but it's very difficult because it requires a different skill i think yeah 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 no but uh, uh, but you know in india uh, this the population is very high it's always a game of survival and iitians are in this pristine environment where knowledge is worshiped and when they come out i guess the struggles are the same uh, whether they float a startup there or here so but they're very lucky here you know the that they come to silicon valley because they're so close to investor community and this is like a global launch pad you know after coming to silicon valley they can literally disperse any part of the world true so i mean that this is true anywhere in the world is if you have money you want somebody else to do the work for you that this is this is a very fundamental business uh, thing is the guy who has the money doesn't do the work right so yeah. love to use that money to get things done and make more money right it's a it's a fundamental law in my opinion, right so so that's what happens so there is capital here and they see the value of investing that capital to grow it 10 100000 times um so therefore it is to their advantage because they themselves will not uh, do the hard work or sweat it out right yeah they yeah put the money in to make it work using smart guys and if this talent pool comes from iits uh, and and that got exposed so that is a good thing that tide did was it exposed the 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 indian entrepreneur yeah right uh, yeah. not necessarily iitn and then we took it next step to to say iitns because that's what we were competing with okay great uh, tricky one but i think i'll still ask it uh, where do you think the next billion dollar startup will come will it come from silicon valley or from outside well there will be billion dollar companies all over the world i think some of the policies that are being implemented will most probably force uh, some of these entrepreneurs to stay away from here um so so the thing is uh it can happen anywhere in the world uh, you will be seeing it it is this geography is not a constraint anymore right um, right so so and money will find its way if the idea is good right right so uh so like i said people who have the money always want to see it grow x number of times right. so find their way to where that opportunity exists so that is one and i think the other question you asked was where is that next uh billion what, dollar yeah yeah so the the uh now this is again um i see the next uh, big industry that's going to go through rapid change is the agriculture food industry oh my gosh you say agriculture 
agriculture, okay. meaning that in the world, right, we can't, the, the one industry that has the most or the largest implementation of technology right now is agriculture, which means food, you know, food that is going from processed to fresh and organic. I see. You, you name a technology, that technology is being applied to that particular industry. Mm. This is the drones, uh, images, artificial intelligence, you name it, you know, IoT. Uh, IoT sensors go in the ground at the ground level, right? Wow, wow. Uh, they, don't, they don't work at management level, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when you're talking about, you know, billions or trillions of devices, they are going into closer to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. The digitization and all that stuff, when you think about it, is happening in that particular industry. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's my take is the, there's going to be major disruptions of companies that exist today as number one will no longer exist as number one. Mm. Yeah, and I, they're, not, they're not able to deal with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Culturally, physically, professionally, all that. You know. Mm -hmm. And uh, does it uh, is is this going to be like local or is it like a global phenomenon? You think this is going to be global? global. I mean, I mean, uh, you, whether you go to India, China, Malaysia, wherever, organic and fresh is like on the top yeah. of everyone's mind, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's crazy. You go to Singapore, you know all about that hydroponics, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. organic and fresh is the thing. Uh, that changes, and with the some of the technologies that went into e-commerce, right? Yeah. All, all headed towards that. I see, I see. So this is a great insight, uh, a, a counterintuitive insight, actually. Uh, I was thinking more, you'll say healthcare, or you're going to say um, um, uh, uh, driverless cars or something like that. But this is, uh, but you know, all said and done, we can't survive without healthy food. That's exactly. very good for survival. So I see where you're coming from. And, yeah, uh, cars and all are great for certain localities and certain things. They sound great, and you can market hype it. But yeah. tracking a driverless car work in uh, in Delhi, Hyderabad, or Chennai, or Bangalore—that's not going to happen anytime in my, your future or my future soon. Okay. <laughs> great, great. So uh, I am totally thrilled uh, with today's interview. I never expected. Uh, a lot of enlightening ideas came uh, today. I'm, I'm tremendously thankful, um, you know, for, for you sharing such good advice to founders. Um, I'm sure they will they will uh, do a, re a really good, uh, uh, you know, due diligence before approaching IT startups. And the IT startups will be a beacon of light for many many um, uh, generations of entrepreneurs to come. Uh, with that, uh, any closing thoughts uh, to founders and CEOs and startup owners? Any any closing thought for you? You want to share with them? Well, I mean, my two cents is that uh, don't just uh, listen to what uh, what somebody else says. Uh -huh. uh, it's, that usually leads into a very limited point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing would be you're limited by what you know. Mm, mm. So the biggest hurdle uh, any um, person has is they're limited by what they know. Mm, mm. If you work for 30 years, then you're limited by that 30 years knowledge. So, mm. so you have to be able to overcome that, right? And, and how does one overcome that? So, so I'll give you an example, right? Yeah. 
the the very very top respected industrialists or successful uh, heads of uh, companies in the U.S. Right. said internet will not happen. Hmm. Hmm. Including the companies that promote it. I mean, now are reeking, I mean, uh, reaping the benefits. They use pretty strong language to say, no way that's going to happen, right? Hmm. So what was the reason? I mean, I can give you a lot of quotes, right? Uh, uh, those, some of those companies don't even exist now because of that kind of mindset. Like somebody right. said, we have a VT100, why do you need a computer when you got a terminal, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even exist. Uh, the another company that basically did not want to acknowledge that anybody will have anything other than a desktop now yeah. is all 100% cloud, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, including Apple, which said initially did not support the internet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not support a browser, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it had to go that hurdle. So so it is it is very difficult sometimes to uh, to think beyond what you control and say that is what is going to hinder us and we can't see beyond it, right? Yeah. So, so I can give very specific examples of these companies that said no, and if they had not changed their mind, they wouldn't have existed today. Awesome, right? awesome. Yeah. You, think, you, think, you expect them, these are the visionaries leaders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said no, they're not going to do it. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know, you had to literally shout, scream, fight to say that's the dumbest thing you can do. Wow. And then reluctantly they agreed. Right. So, so that's the kind of thing you're limited by what you know. Right? And uh, the my read to this for founders is if some very big person you adore, you consider as visionary says no to your idea, maybe uh, uh, you don't get disheartened. Maybe you do uh, think in different ways to make your idea work. No, you want to find out what is it that won't work. Mm, what is it that won't work? See, it's, 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 I have a very simple rule. You can criticize anything you want. Yeah. Right? Everybody's free to do that. Yeah. But the suggestion is, can we suggest something that is better? Mm, okay. There's okay. no point complaining, complaining about everything when yeah. you not give, let's say if you had the choice, right? Maybe yeah. something not in your power, right? Yeah. But if yeah. you have the choice, do you have a better suggestion? Right, right. So that's so, really the, uh, the question is that you can complain, but so if some other visionary said, yeah. mm -hmm not going to work uh find out what uh why he thinks it won't work mm -hmm. don't argue with him mm. see this is where uh, i try to tell the the founder don't argue with somebody who's giving you input it's up to you to take the uh, input or not take it but don't argue with the guy i like right? this very good advice yeah because if you listen to him you may miss out why it's not going to work exactly exactly right? so just listen to the guy right yeah. so when I'm telling you that, hey, your, your sentence is not making sense, don't explain it to me, right? No. Input, and then go back and see how you can make it better, right? Or ask me how I can make it better, right? But don't argue that I'm not understanding and therefore you have to convince me how it is better, right? I, I think this is like a really, really good advice, not only for startup founders, but for anybody in managing any relationship, professional right. or off-profession. I right. think this is a very empowering uh, uh, concept. You're not only humble, but you're also able to connect with people and get the best out of them. Right. You see, I mean, just like, you know, so the founders that we are coaching, right? So the typical reaction to a criticism is, hey, it's not making sense. Then the guy starts explaining more details, right? And so when we tell him, no, that's not what I meant, you know, don't try to make ex uh, explanations for it. 
go back and see how you can say that better right yeah, yeah. but don't feel like i'm not understanding that's why i'm saying this no i didn't understand and that's what i'm telling you so you have to go back and figure out how to explain it at a higher level in a more simpler terms that i will i will understand even though i'm not an expert in that right yeah so, so that's you know that, that again goes back to that communication presentation skills is that listen take the input if it makes sense use it if it doesn't make sense then figure out what what's the alternative or or you can reject it i mean there's you know you might be right you might know something that uh, who was telling you may not know it doesn't mean it's, knowledge is not a monopoly right yeah 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 no so it can be <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no this is good advice um this this should be taught at the undergraduate level because undergraduate level they have so much energy and uh, the only thing they uh, is they are young and they are hot headed they are uh, they are not able to listen to advice good really really life changing advice if they can learn this then they will go really really far yeah it's it's it's, it's you know and not all advice is good so i mean I'm, that's what i'm saying is take the input right yeah hmm and then try it on somebody else and say if i did this what do you think and somebody else might say that's really dumb yeah yeah so you have been saying something and somebody else says no that's dumb still input right yeah uh, and you have to make the call yeah so so this is like a very good uh, window into an iit graduates thinking that's what you have essentially summarized with that uh, on on such an amazing powerful and impactful closing note i'd like to thank you for your time and for your insights uh, it will go a long way thank you subhash and uh, um, uh, wonderful talking to you sure my, my pleasure my pleasure great questions i appreciate your uh, questions and your inputs thank you thank you